0: Hey there, so good to see you and have you join us and continue to join us for this segment of our online church experience. And so thankful today, once again, just want to mention, it really, truly makes my heart sing knowing that you're watching, uh, knowing that you are engaging with what God wants to do in your life, what God wants to do in our church, and especially what God wants to do through our church to impact the lives of the world around us. And so I'm so grateful that you have tuned in for these moments and I want to take the next few minutes just to share some thoughts with you from one of my favorite books of the Bible. Now, as we jump into that, I want to remind you in case we missed it, which I think we may have done. uh, But after this experience is over today, uh, we're going to have an after church Zoom party and that'll happen Sunday at around 1150. I saw 1145, 1150, depending on what time this uh, ends and everything. And so you can find the link to that Zoom meeting following today's message at thenorthshore.church slash online, and you can just scroll down and you will see the link to join our Zoom meeting following our church experience today. And so I invite you to join us 11.45, 11.50, and uh, just for you know, 15, 20 minutes just to see one another, encourage one another, laugh together, pray together, and uh, just kind of a way to get the two-way communication uh, through an online experience. And so I invite you to join that today. Uh, A few thoughts I wanna share. Well, First of all, I have to give thanks to God in all seasons and in every circumstance. And uh, there's a few moments where uh, I heard that song, we sang it in this morning's experience, uh, Good, Good Father. And uh, there's a moment where I just really needed to remind myself and be encouraged that even though there are moments in my life even as a pastor as a follower of jesus as a human being that uh no matter what's going on in my life that my god that i serve the god who saved me he is good and he is a good good father and so i i had a few moments where i am reminded that you just need to lean into the goodness of god lean into the to the arms of the father come to him And, you know, cast all your cares, all your burdens, all your worries, and even cast all your hopes and dreams and futures onto the Father because he is good. Now, we know that the world we live in, there's a lot of evil. There's a lot of things that are not good. And I want to prove it to you because it's written right here in this Bible that I have before me. We're going to read a verse from Ephesians here in just a minute. And it's going to talk about uh, redeeming the time because the days are evil. Uh, And we're gonna get to that in just a minute. But I gotta pause and I gotta say, man, God really did an amazing job when he created the North Shore. And uh, there's some incredible history some incredible geology, some incredible creation stories just about this landscape of where we live here on the North Shore. And if you're watching from somewhere else today, uh, that's okay. I'm just gonna show you what you're missing out on by not living on the North Shore of Lake Superior. And so, uh, but just this view uh, just gets me every time. Uh, The weather today, I mean, there's a bit of a breeze. You could probably hear the wind in the camera, I would apologize for it, but I I don't care. It's just too nice to be inside anymore. But just got to pause and say, you know, even the heavens declare the glory of God. I mean, just that sky behind me, just gorgeous. Now, of course, you guys know me well enough by now to say, you know, I could love to see a few more airplanes hanging around in that sky. But this is just breathtaking. I mean, that beautiful lake behind us, uh, just so much power, so much depth so so vast and wide what a great representation of the love of God you know his love is deep his love is wide you know it's just perfect example right behind us this lake and that's what it reminds me of and so as we discover today God's purpose for your life God's purpose for my life remember that it's all possible because his love is so deep and his love is so wide and he pours that love over you and I Just imagine Lake Superior being poured over you. I mean, aside from the fact that you would drown, uh, the amount of water that exists, just imagine that's that's God's love for you. And that's what he does continually, day in and day out. There is no end to it. It's how far and how deep it goes. And so we come to, to this moment this morning. We come to that moment today with an understanding that we are able to live out our purpose because God's love poured out through Jesus Christ is incredibly deep and is incredibly wide. And what I'm gonna share with you today is possible because of God's love. So let's pray and we're gonna jump into this scripture from Ephesians chapter five. Gracious Heavenly Father, we thank you for your goodness above all things. We thank you for your love above all things. I thank you for this opportunity. You have called us together to gather, Lord, in our homes, in our cars, wherever we are, even throughout the week, where we can come back and watch this moment again. Lord, I thank you that we have the ability to still connect and hear from your word. Lord, even though these days are tough, even though these days are difficult, even though there's uncertainty, Lord, among us and before us, Lord, we stand in unity today with your spirit. We stand in unity together as your church, And we believe, Lord, that there are great things to come. But Lord, your goodness is sufficient right now in this season. That there are good things happening right now because you are with us. Lord, open our hearts, open our minds. Be with me as I speak in these next few minutes. Let your Holy Spirit come alive inside of us, Lord, as we enter into this season today. In your name I pray. Amen. So let's head over to Ephesians chapter five today, verses 15, five verse 15. I'm gonna read the whole thing and then I'm gonna share some of my thoughts that I got uh, written down here for us this morning. This is what it says. Be careful then how you live, not as an unwise, but as wise making the most of every opportunity because the days are evil. Let me say that again. Make the most of every opportunity. That's why we do church online. We have an opportunity. This is a great opportunity to hit the like button and the share button, because there's a lot of people that are wondering what the purpose is. Why in the world do they exist? And we're going to touch on that a little bit today. Make the most of every opportunity because the days are evil. We know that there is, I don't wanna say there's evil all around us, but there's evil all around us. But there's also the hope of Jesus, the power of the Holy Spirit. We're gonna get there in a second. So therefore, after making the most of every opportunity because the days are evil, therefore, do not be foolish. How many have ever been foolish before? Made an unwise decision. I got one hand up, I got two hands up. Paul says in Ephesians, do not be foolish but understand what the Lord's will is. Understand the Lord, our master, God, our savior. What is God's will? Don't be foolish. Understand God's will. Don't waste your time. Don't throw away opportunities. Don't be a fool. Be wise and understand what the Lord will is. What's the Lord's will? We're gonna jump to that in just a second. Let's keep reading. Do not get drunk on wine, which leads to debauchery. Instead, be filled with the Holy Spirit, speaking to one another with psalms, hymns and songs from the Spirit, sing and make music from your heart to the Lord. Always giving thanks to God the Father for everything in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Now, how many of you can think of a time in your life where you made a bad decision? where you did something that was unwise. Uh, Maybe it was taking out a loan that you shouldn't have taken out. Maybe it was going somewhere you shouldn't have gone. Maybe it was doing something that you shouldn't have done and you knew better and yet you did it anyway. I have been there before. I have been there before more times than I care to admit. I am thankful for the grace and peace that comes through Christ Jesus, our Lord, because there are times and times where I have been a fool and not done the things of the wise, but the unwise doing things that you know better. You know what I really like? I like plausible deniability. I like being able to make a mistake because I didn't know better. But the older you get, the more you know better, or at least you should. And that's where we see wisdom begin to slide, is when we begin to do things even though we know we shouldn't. And it's not about feeling what is right or what is wrong, but it's by looking to a standard beyond ourselves, beyond our feelings, that helps us determine what is good and what is not good, what is wise and what is not wise. And we're going to get to that in just a minute of what that standard is. You probably already know. Uh, I really like this word opportunity I you know the old King James version of the Bible says in this verse redeeming the time for the days are evil. I like the way that the NL, NIV the new international version says uh, make the most of every opportunity. You know there is a great bunch of opportunity out there not to take advantage of peoples or situations but there is great opportunity. And because there is so much foolishness, there is so much uncertainty, that there really is people with evil intent, that there really is these powers of darkness at work, and we see them every day. We see the injustice around us all the time. Take the most of every opportunity that we have to share the love of God with someone else. I shared a few minutes ago about this big lake behind me of how deep and how wide and how vast it is. And that's like God's love. Take a scoop of water out of that lake and give it to somebody who's thirsty. Find someone who's struggling and come alongside them. Grab them by the hand, take them by the arm, pick them up if you have to. Show a little bit of love and kindness. Make the most of every opportunity. For the days are evil. You know, we really appreciate the contrast that we see in this passage that we read today. If you go back a few verses, still in chapter five, we see Jesus comparing the difference between darkness and light. And now we see him comparing the difference between foolishness and wisdom, foolishness and understanding. This contrast continues. The foolish person not only misses the opportunities to make wise use of time, but a foolish person has a more fundamental problem than that. The foolish person does not understand what God's purposes for mankind are. They do not understand the purpose of the church. They do not understand the purpose of followers of Jesus, also known as Christians. The foolish do not understand. This is what I take from this as well. Some of us. We have heard stories, we've heard about God, we've heard about Jesus, maybe we grew up going to a Catholic school, and we grew up going to church, but we've never actually had an experience with Jesus, or we went to a, you know, a faith-based school, but we've never actually had an experience and and a conversion or a change of our heart on the inside. I mean, we can be filled with all kinds of information. In fact, you could go on to Google and learn about any subject that you want. You can watch hours upon hours, weeks, days, years of YouTube videos to try to learn new information. But it's not enough to know the information, it's about living it out and truly understanding and grasping what it is that truly is the will of God for our lives. It's not enough just to know what the will of God is, but it's more important to do the will of God, to see that come alive in our lives. Well, Pastor Gary, what in the world is the will of God? What is my purpose on this earth? I promise you, I will take you there in just a minute. Uh, Let's come back to the foolish and the wise thing for a second. How do we know that something is wise and something is foolish? Well, Let me tell you. Let's go back to chapter one of Ephesians today, and I'm gonna answer two questions at the same time. What is our purpose and how do I know what is wise and what is foolish? So jumping into my Bible that I brought with me out here today, Ephesians chapter one, heading over to verse four. Ephesians, if I haven't said, is one of my favorite books of the Bible, by the way. All right, you ready? Here we go, Ephesians one, verse four. For he chose us, For the Father, God, chose us, you and me, that's who he's talking to, those who are followers of Jesus. He chose us and him before the creation of the world. All right, so... I don't, it doesn't matter to me what you believe about the creation story. I believe God created the world. If you believe it took millions of years, that's great. If you believe it took a few days, that's fine. But it doesn't matter because the verse remains the same and the truth remains the same. For before the creation of the world, to be holy and blameless in his sight, period. For he chose us in Christ Jesus, in him, to be holy. Holy and blameless in his sight. All right. What is the will of God for your life? What is the purpose of God creating you and for creating me? It is to be holy and blameless. Not by our feelings. Not what the law tells us is right or wrong. Not what the government tells us what is right or wrong. Not what our neighbors think we should do. Not what... Uh, family members think we should do is right because of tradition, all of these things. We are to be holy and blameless in whose sight? In the sight of the Lord. That is our purpose, to be holy and blameless. Now, there's more to our purpose. I could spend a series of things. We will spend our lives together as a church family, discovering our purpose together. But the bottom line is this. If you want to know what true wisdom looks like, it's being holy and blameless set to a standard only given by God he's our measuring stick on this you know at home we have a a a board on the side of our wall it's a picture of a long-necked giraffe it's got some trees and we got numbers on it with measurements to measure the height of our kids as they get older as they grow up that's our measuring tool to know how much of our kid have has our kids how (laughs) i can't talk how many of our kids have grown how how big and how tall they have grown as they get older as we feed them as we allow them to to grow and do these things it's our measuring tool and if we want to know what wisdom is we have to compare our standard to god's standard what is holy and blameless in his sight How do we achieve that goal well we know that it's only possible through our faith in jesus christ it's only because possible because of the grace that god has shown us because romans you've heard me say many times before for all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of god for all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of god they say that again for all all of us every single person on this earth was that god's intention for our life of course not he never intended for us to be separated for God. But his love, because it's so vast, so wide, so deep, he made it possible that we could come into this perfect picture and perfect wisdom that God desired for us to be in the first place. And that's the whole book of Ephesians right there. That's the whole purpose of the book of Ephesians is to say, look, this is how I want your lives to look here on this earth. This is how I imagined your life would be with me, not apart from me, because sin separates us from God, right? How many have ever driven across the Nippigan Bridge? If you live on the North Shore, you have probably many times gone across that bridge. What happened a few years ago during the construction of the bridge when it failed? Traffic was cut off from our one end of the country to the other because every truck that drives across Canada has to go over the Nipigon River Bridge. And you would remember if you've been around you for a while, there was a period of days where that bridge was inaccessible. It was unable to be used for vehicle transportation and that cut off the east from the west. An incredible moment it was a separation that took place and that's exactly what happens when there's sin in our lives it separates us from God but Jesus comes in through the grace of God because of the love of God and he makes a way for us to get across much like those engineers those contractors they got that bridge open again now it's four lanes it's beautiful it's functional it's safe it's a good way to get across Jesus has become the bridge between us and God So no matter what foolishness, no matter what evil exists in our world, God has made a way for us to live in this perfect picture that he created. And there's more of that hope to come in the future. There will be a day that there will be no more evil in this world. There will be no evil, no more temptation, no more sickness, no more death, no more coronavirus, no more pandemic. Can I get an amen on that one? There will be a day when evil will no longer run on this earth. But until that day comes, God is calling us to live holy and blameless in his sight. But he's not left us alone to do it on our own because we can't. We need the healing, restorative power of Jesus. We need to put our faith in Jesus to believe that he was the son of God, that he was God, that he was holy and blameless, that he took the sting of death, the punishment for sin, and he overcame that death. And he raised up you and he raised up me from the dead and gave us new life to live lives that are holy and blameless in the sight of the Lord. A life that is no longer separated from God because of our sin. He wants to bring restoration to your life. Following Jesus means we get to be in perfect harmony with the Father, which means we get to be fully immersed in his love that is so deep and is so vast and is so wide that nothing could ever separate us from the love of god again take the moment today take every opportunity to do what is right in the eyes of the lord because the days are evil all right he gives us an example here in verse 18 now we could get into a good conversation We can even hit this up in our Zoom meeting after church today if we really want to. But I don't know if we have to. But he says, do not be drunk with wine. Do not be drunk with alcohol. But be filled with the Holy Spirit. You know what I find interesting about this? If you want to get drunk, what do you got to do? You have to drink more alcohol. The more alcohol you drink, the more drunk you get. But you know what's funny about the Holy Spirit? It's a really interesting comparison here because it's not about how much of the Holy Spirit we have, it's about how much of us is submitted to the Holy Spirit. Let me read what I wrote down here. What matters is not how much of the Holy Spirit we have, but how much of us the Holy Spirit has. If you want to see more of God in your life, if you want to see more of God active through your life, it's not about getting more of the Spirit, it's about surrendering more of ourselves to the Holy Spirit. It's about surrendering more of ourselves to the will of God, to be used by him. Remember I said a few minutes ago, it's not about how much we know, but by how much we do. It's not about how much we know about God, but how much we actually live out our faith in God. How much we actually live out our faith in Jesus. How much do we actually share of that love? How much water do we scoop out of that lake and give it as a cup of water to someone else in need? You know, it's funny, a few minutes ago, I said it would be beautiful to see some more airplanes in that sky. I don't know if you can see it on the camera. I can't see it, but I can hear it. I like those moments. You know me, I like those moments. But it's not about how much of the Holy Spirit is in my life. It matters how much of me the Holy Spirit has. How much am I willing to give to God of my life for him to use me? How much am I willing to give to the Holy Spirit? Because the more of me that I give to him, the more of me that I surrender, the more God there is in this world that is full of evil. The more good that he will do through me, the more restorative work he will do not only in my life, but through me to help someone else, to bring them out of the evil, to bring them out of the pit, to bring them out of despair and bring them into light. Like I said, you can go back and you can read how Paul talks about how Christ has brought us out of darkness into light. And Jesus wants to use you because that is how he is redeeming you as much as he is redeeming those around us. He's using people like you and people like me to bring the redemption of the world through Jesus Christ. All right. We daily submit. All right, this is where we're going. So it's not about how much of the Holy Spirit we have in us. It's about how much of us the Holy Spirit has. We submit daily. This is a really cool thing with the Holy Spirit. We submit daily to His leading and we draw on His power. This leads us to fulfill our purpose to be holy and blameless. This is really cool because it's not about... Being filled one time. It's not about having a crazy, awesome experience with God and that's it. No, being filled with the Spirit means daily we are moving and walking in step with the Spirit. Those, uh, I think it's in Galatians, um, the book before Ephesians, and Paul is giving instruction to the community there. He's saying, Keep in step with the Spirit. Walk in step. Keep in stride with the Spirit. Uh, it's the same thing that happens in Ephesians here. It's a daily process. It's not just a one-time filling of the Holy Spirit that we have, but it's a daily walk with God. It's a daily movement with what the spirit is doing. And he is, like I said, he is faithful and just and present in every moment. Uh, we experience in the constant spiritual refreshing and renewal by continually being filled with the, with the spirit. We experience, Uh, The constant spiritual refreshing and renewal by continually being filled with the spirit. I had a really funny memory that popped into my mind as I was thinking of this. So when I was in high school, got my driver's license, had the keys to mom's car, and we would drive uh, at all hours of the night, it seemed like, from Sioux Lookout to Dryden. And why would we do that? Well, one, there wasn't a lot going on in town at the time. But number two is uh, Dryden had something Sioux Lookout didn't. And that was a 7-Eleven a pizza, a Domino's pizza and Tim Hortons. And so my friends and I, we would jump in the car, we would drive to Dryden and we'd go to 7-Eleven. Now, um, 7-Eleven was great because you could get those really big cups and you could get those big gulp cups and fill it up with as much Slurpee as you could possibly fit in that cup. And you paid one price and you got that big cup for all that Slurpee in that cup. But what happens when you drink all of that, went through multiple brain freezes, of course, it would be gone. It would be emptied. You'd be hyped up on sugar for a little while, but it would wear off. It would go away. You know what's even better than the Big Gulp Cup at 7-Eleven? This is a really ridiculous thought that I had. Is when you go to a restaurant and you sit down for a meal and they have unlimited refills of your beverage. Where you can just sit there and they will continually fill up your cup as long as you're sitting there paying for food they will continue to fill up your cup with coffee they'll continue to fill it up with water they'll continue to fill it up with pop which you shouldn't drink too much it's full of sugar but it tastes so good are you with me the longer you sit there in that restaurant the more that they will come and fill up your cup and fill up your cup and fill up your cup Now, you're all saying to me, Pastor Gary, we're in a stay-at-home order in Ontario. I can't remember the last time I sat in a restaurant and I'm with you, but those days will come back again, I promise. Being filled with the Holy Spirit is like sitting in that restaurant. As long as you're in the restaurant, the drink will be refilled. As long as we're continually walking with God, staying in step with the Spirit, the Holy Spirit will continually fill us up as long as we continue to give ourselves over to god for service to him the holy spirit will continue to fill us up the holy spirit will continue to be present now next sunday is pentecost sunday and that's a really important sunday for a pentecostal church to remember and we're going to talk about the difference between being filled with the spirit like i'm talking today and being baptized with the holy spirit with the power to do the work of the ministry And that's what we're going to talk about next week coming up. But for today, we want to talk about staying in step. Because the moment we decide to follow Jesus, the Holy Spirit comes and it fills our hearts and lives. It fills us up with joy. And this is where we get to the point where we can give thanks to God for everything. Because God overcomes evil with his goodness. And he desires for you and for me to measure up in his sight. And so he gives us the Holy Spirit. And when we have the Holy Spirit inside of us, living inside of us, actively working, when we give ourselves over to him every day, it leaves us with joy and it leaves us with a happiness that can be measured to nothing else. And that's why he says at the end of the verse, always giving thanks to God the Father for everything. Because the reality is, is if you're going through a rough time or having a bad day, Just pause and say thank you to God and recognize what God has done for you. It doesn't mean that the situation around you changes or goes away or disappears, but it does help us put it into perspective. It does help us to understand that what God has done is far greater than the evil things of this world that tend to bring us tribulation and trials. You know, Jesus says, in this world you'll have trouble, but take heart for I've overcome the world. You know, it doesn't mean we're not going to have to have difficult moments, but when we can pause and give thanks to God and remember what God has done in our lives, I mean, it's really easy to be thankful when you come and you sit out here in the silence and the quietness and the sounds of nature and you just hear the waves, you can feel the light breeze. You know, it's really easy to be thankful for the great work of God. But you don't even have to come to a beautiful spot like this. You could be sitting in the quietness of your home. You could be looking at the world around you, watching the news, watching the world fall apart. And yet you can be at so much peace in your life, knowing that God has a purpose and a plan and a future for you. So in all seasons, give thanks to the Lord, give thanks to God for everything. You know, it talks about bringing songs and hymns and spiritual songs. You know it's why we we sing songs of worship it's why we start our online church experience with a few songs just to help set our minds set our attention on the things of god because the things of god are good the things of the father are good so my prayer for you today is one that you would decide to follow jesus take this opportunity before us and make a decision to follow jesus and discover the purpose that god has for your life because i pray that you would walk with jesus rather than walk with the evil things of this world because he's overcome this world. So I want to walk with Jesus because he is overcome. I pray that you would be filled with the Holy Spirit daily, that you would walk with the Holy Spirit and, and pray for me that I, as your pastor would continually walk and stay in step with the spirit, because we know that we need him each and every day. We need to be filled up. We need our cup filled up through the Holy Spirit. We need to continually walk with him daily. And our purpose is that he would be holy and blameless. You know, I believe if we walk with the Spirit, it's really hard to stumble. You know, when we're tempted, it, it, as Pastor Katie mentioned a few weeks ago, with the armor of God, putting up that shield of faith. You know, as temptation comes with those darts of the enemy, come and those things, they just fall off. They just bounce. That doesn't temptation doesn't even phase us. That's why Jesus prayed uh, in His Lord's Prayer, that you may be familiar with. He says. And deliver us from temptation resist the temptation and it will flee when we walk with the spirit it's 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 almost too easy and there's there's a whole other sermon we can get into there about putting in good boundaries and barriers and those kinds of things but walk with the spirit and be holy and blameless not by our feelings not by what the pastor gary says or the church says but be holy and blameless in the sight of the lord Heavenly Father, I pray, Lord, in this moment that we would just pause and reflect on your goodness, that we would know and believe today just how great and how good you are. God, I see, Lord, the wonderful works of creation around me today. I pray that we would be overcome with your presence now in this moment. Lord, that we would begin to understand who we are in you, Jesus, that we would remember that we were called by you before the creation of the world. Lord, before sin even crept into this world, we were called by you to be holy and blameless. And Lord, when there was no way, you made a way because your love is so deep and so vast and so wide. Your love was too great to let us perish, to let us die, to let us falter, to let us be overcome by evil. Lord, your love is too great to let us fall and to fail. And so Lord, we take this moment now, and Lord, I say, and I invite those watching today, I invite them to say, Lord, I surrender to you. I give my life to you. I follow you, Jesus. I put my faith in you that I would walk by the Spirit. Lord, that I would walk daily with the Spirit. So Lord, that as you have overcome this world, I can walk with you. Lord, even though the days may seem evil, even though the days may seem long, Lord, I'm okay because I am walking with the Spirit. Lord, I pray for less of us and more of you. Lord, I thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. If you would like to take a minute and you say, I want to experience that joy that comes with following Jesus, and you want to let us know, I'm going to invite you to come to our website, thenorthshore.church follow. And you'll find a link there, that a form that you can fill out that will say, I made a decision to follow Jesus. And by filling that out today, all it says is, I'm inviting the Holy Spirit into my life. I want to be filled with the Spirit. I want to be filled and experience the love of God. And I want the love of God to flow through me. I want to be holy and blameless in the sight of the Lord. You know, the website, it's just a simple task. It's, it's, it's not overly spiritual thing, but it, it, it is a very deeply spiritual thing at the same time. But it's a practical way that you can make a decision in your heart and tell someone else about it, that you have decided on this day, in this moment, to follow Jesus or maybe you want to go there and just reaffirm your commitment to say yes I'm with you I want to follow Jesus I want the world to know that I want to follow Jesus you can do that today if you want to know a little bit more you can contact us at any time we're more than happy to work and walk with you